0: Sweet. Agree to disagree, guys. We've done away with the music. We've done away with any semblance of organization to start things off. I'm yeah. Scott. Scott, Chris, Josh. Shout out to our good friends over at Taze River Brewing Company. Josh,
1: you're representing the the golf polo today. be about three year old golf bow, Yeah,
2: yeah, I like and it. Of
1: course, and I'm doing a little different tonight. I'm doing a Golden Years. A right. Right. Very good.
0: Very good. It's Wednesday. I've had a, a busy couple of days. I'm doing water, uh, but. Needless to say, uh, guys, we're back. Uh, after the, the goofy cancellation last week due to, due to being tired and juggling a bunch of soccer schedules, sorry, did I give it away? It wasn't me. So, uh, uh guys, today we're going to talk football because football is king. We've talked about it before, but before we do, I do have guys, I'm going to start you guys off with an unannounced pop quiz.
2: Oh boy. School's okay. in session, guys. It's, it's simple.
0: I have said many times that baseball is a dying sport, that it is more regional than it's, – it's as regional as hockey, real, as the NHL is. That if your team's not good, you don't care. And mm-hmm. that in itself puts it in a tier below college football – college basketball, the NFL, and the NBA. And Major League Baseball it ha- has become less and less significant in the sports world uh, over the last uh, maybe 10 to 20 years. So here's the pop quiz. It's, it's going to go quick. Uh, the baseball people are in the home stretch before their playoffs start. I'm just going to give you a division, and I want you to tell me, who is the best team in that division, most likely to win the, uh, win the division and make the playoffs. Cool. Okay, I'm gonna okay. start with a team that's tied for the best record in all of Major League Baseball, the AL East. Tampa Bay Rays. Chris?
2: That's Tampa Bay Rays. They, they were battling New York Yankees.
0: Yeah, they're up eight games. That's not, yeah. not really a battle. AL
1: Central, guys. No, I'm done. That's the only team I know It's in first place. In anything? <laughs> I, saw uh, it, like, I, I think it was Rich Eisen tweeted it out today, and I just happened to be see it, and now I'm done. I know. Is it the AL Central, the Sox, people.
0: White Sox? Chris, it is the White Sox. Fine job. What about the AL
1: West?
2: Uh, out there, Padres. you have not the Padres. That's they're the not AL. Name. They're NL. Um,
1: oh, see, show you, show you how much I've
2: watched. AL out there is now. I gotta oh. remember Angels. No, Angels Not are under answers. 500, they're 12 games
1: out of the first, yeah. they, But they have the most exciting player in baseball, and
0: they are in the AL West. Chris, give me sure. a team
2: Oakland Athletics.
0: No, the Houston Astros, Astros. are in first. Nobody gets which is, one. I always
2: forget that they're in the West because it's the way they're aligned,
0: it's one to one
2: uh nl nl east uh the you nl know, the mets were were for a the while Braves, but the Braves
0: josh now. josh gets it the mets have been in a free fall chris they're yeah. under 500 and they're giving their fans thumbs down which people have a bunch of fake outrage over
2: the and NL- i think their uh their general manager just caught with a got caught with a owi or DWI the, uh a night or two ago i didn't even know people in new york yeah. had cars NL 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 Central. Oh, that's the uh, Brewers. Brewers have that one.
0: Uh oh. And if this was a PK shootout, we don't even need to go to the NL West. Josh has locked it down with a three-goal, one lead. But just for fun, the NL West Giants. Yes, the they had the best record netter, in baseball, didn't they? The the empty netter. There, they're tied with Tampa Bay. For the we heard earlier. Tampa yeah. Bay was, all right. Hey, that's is that's enough baseball until maybe the world series. So next (laughs) month. Yeah. Uh, moving on guys. Hey, Mm -hmm. all football today. Let's start with college football because we're going to spend a lot of our time giving predictions for the NFL, um, college football guys kicks off this weekend and there's a, there's some actual, actual games. Great game. Not not everybody's playing sacrificial lamb directional Michigan, uh, which would still probably beat Purdue on a last second field goal. Um, I want to start with this news. It it was, it was in the news last week, guys, the big 10, the ACC and the PAC 12 have formed some sort of survivor alliance. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on this? Let's just jump right in.
2: To To me, me, it's all talk. Yeah. Just like a handshake deal there. There's nothing tied to it. Right.
1: No. And I think they said they were going to try to start scheduling each other's up like this, but, the day after it, isn't UCLA scheduled a game against LSU in Las Vegas? Like, the, the day after they announced all this, a game in 2024, the SEC and the Big 12 are already playing each other. The Pac-12. You, Pac-12. Sorry, Pac-12. I was like, why? Are, what was the point of this announcement that you're going to schedule each other and let the SEC do their own thing and then make this huge game in Las Vegas? To me, it's a bunch of just backdoor handshake deals that don't mean yeah. absolutely anything when it comes right down to it. They they got together and said we don't want to expand. Big deal. And as soon as a, as soon as one big fish comes available, they're all going to cut each other's throats mm-hmm. and try to get that one big school. So to me, well, it means nothing. And see, that's
0: that's where I was going to go. Was the only thing that I took from it was Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State and the Kansas schools are probably screwed and they're going to have to try to get Cincinnati and a couple of other schools to join them in some sort of Big Twelve. But uh, But, no, yeah, it doesn't look like much. I like the idea of of the scheduling and getting rid of some of those unnecessary games, especially, I think, really, once the playoff goes to 12, some of those Citadel and other super small schools, somebody's, isn't Nebraska playing Fordham or somebody this weekend? Those games all go away. So. Will, will they still play max schools or mountain West schools probably, mm-hmm. but instead of playing Fordham, they'll play Colorado, which is better for everybody, right? Uh, it's better for the excitement of the game. It's better for TV revenue and all of the above. So I kind of thought the same thing. Uh, but you know, when it does come to alliances, we know who has our back, no matter what. And that's Dustin saying, he's here to make an alliance with us always Dustin. The pleasure's all ours. Um, Guys, let's just go just straight to the Big Ten. College football, we talked about it with college basketball. Preseason rankings are fun, but we know Alabama's going to be good. We know Clemson's going to be good. We maybe don't know how good because they both lost Mm -hmm. their marquee guys on offense. Uh, But let's look specifically just at the Big Ten. Uh, Are either one of you guys willing to go out on a limb and say
1: somebody other than Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten? I mean, I would I would love to, but I think <laughs> right. we I think we know just like last year that if someone does challenge Ohio State, they'll just change the rules and let someone else and make sure that Ohio State plays the championship game. Oh, so. Those grapes those grapes are just as sour as they <laughs> were. Hey, okay, I I turned those sour grapes into wine and that's what I'm be thinking <laughs> after this podcast is over. A nice a red chablis or red sha, white chablis. But no, I really I, in all honesty, I don't think anyone can really challenge Ohio State. I mean, they have probably two of the best five wide receivers, not only in the Big Ten, but in the nation. I mean, I don't know about their, their quarterback. I don't know if anybody really knows about them, so that would be the one question mark. But other than that, I really don't see anybody challenging them.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, I got to agree with that. I think there's a lot of question marks throughout the Big Ten, just looking back at the last season. Um, but you look at, you know, a team that went to the national championship returns a lot of players minus, you know, their key quarterback and, and running back, but they still have some, a lot of talent. And again, just like, you know, Alabama and some of those sec schools, they just bring in another five-star recruit off the bench. Um, and, and that offensive line is one of the biggest and best in the big 10, if, if not the country, but I just don't see, there's too many question marks like Penn state had a lousy year last year. Will they bounce back Michigan? Can they even beat Ohio state? Have they yet? There's, so that's what I'm saying. The, there's just too many question marks, and the only for sure thing out there right now is Ohio State. I would love to see another team go and shock us, and I, and I hope we get that.
0: Yeah, and actually, uh, Andrew uh, joins in the fun as well, and I was going to pretty much say what he's going to say is, is Alabama the class of the SEC? Yes, but there are, I think, legit challengers. Just a couple of years ago, LSU, two years ago, I think it was, LSU won the national championship. Yep. Georgia is going to have an opportunity this weekend against Clemson Mm -hmm. to put themselves in the conversation for the number one ranked team in the nation. Uh, Ohio state and Andrew's right. They've got football in the big 10 on lockdown, almost the same way Oklahoma does in the big 12 and Clemson does in the ACC. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Chris, you got a little visitor, which is always nice.
2: Okay. Hey,
0: Hams. Who's that?
2: Who's that?
1: Uncle
2: Scott. Uncle. Scott. All right yeah, right, yeah, Uncle John. Uncle John. Oh yeah,
0: hey, honey. But no, <laughs> yeah, Andrew's, Andrew's spot on. The Ohio State's got the Big Ten on lockdown comes to football. If you had to pick one team from from either conference or either division to to, to take over, who would it be? Just for this one season. What, you I mean, mean, you're talking refuse, about Big Ten.
1: Yeah.
0: What I if? if go ahead. If one big 10 team was going to shock
1: us and win the conference gotcha. and make the playoff, who's it going to be? I mean, I, I hate to, I would hate to bet against Northwestern. I know they have to replace their starting quarterback. And I know that uh, that's a tall tale with Patrick Ramsey, but they have Pat Fitzgerald as a coach. And I learned a long time ago not to go against Pat Fitzgerald. So I know it's good. I know that would just be a repeat of last year's big 10 championship game, but I think Northwestern would be the only one I I could see. Uh, Josh, uh,
0: Dustin, maybe looking for some brownie points, suggests Indiana could also be in that conversation.
1: Well, I didn't want to sound like a (laughs) hummer.
0: He says he puked in his mouth a little bit. Chris, do you see anybody, if if you had to take somebody, if you had to put a $5 flyer Mm -hmm. bet, on somebody to win the Big Ten, not named Ohio State, who would it be?
2: Um, I'm going to go in the other division uh, and take Wisconsin. Um, they've kind of been there uh, to the Big Ten championship a, a couple of years in a row. They played Ohio State before. They came out really strong last year, and they kind of downward spiraled with uh, some COVID. Um, but t- to Josh's point, with, with Northwestern, I believe they only have four players on either side of the ball returning. So that's a lot of turnover Um, I I love Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's a great coach. Uh, I mean, the Bears try to pry him away. He's got a lot of great talent. But the question is, will he be able to take that youth to that next step as opposed to Wisconsin, which I think it comes down in the Big Ten to your offensive line and and running the ball. And Wisconsin, I think, has that combination.
0: Here's the thing, Chris. I'm going to piggyback that. I was going to take Wisconsin. But the best – Offensive line in the Big Ten might not belong to Wisconsin. It might not belong to Ohio State. The best offensive line in the Big Ten, I I think they will need to get lucky a couple times in the regular season and only play Ohio State once, where as produced all a few
1: years ago, anything can happen. Iowa has. Now, I love that, but it's going to be hard for them when they start 0-1. Well, that, Josh, hold hold that thought, okay? <laughs> Iowa, Iowa might have the best
0: offensive line in the Big Ten. They have the best offensive line men in the Big Ten, but the unit itself is solid. I don't like the rest of their team. I don't have any faith in their passing game. I don't think they can keep up with Ohio State on the edges or when Iowa's on defense. But when it comes to running the ball and – hoping for the best iowa might be there as well now i said if i only had to put five dollars down if i had to put more than five dollars down i'm going with wisconsin as the only other team that i give a chance in hell to and both of them are in the sorry west where you've got three automatic cupcake wins in nebraska illinois and a sorry ass jeff brahms uh so we're finishing four and eight right now i'm telling you i don't even know if they've played 12 games uh But anyway, I digress, Josh. The other thing I wanted to bring up before we spend a lot of time with the NFL is uh, once the NFL or once football season is officially up and running, we're going to have our stone cold hard locks, but we don't have them yet. So you're going to get a little brief glimpse. This is an off the record. It doesn't count for our standings for the year. I've got five games that we're all going to pick. We'll explain the cold hard lock, cold hard locks, once the NFL season starts. So this is just a little preview of what's to come. And we're doing a college football opening weekend, Labor Day weekend of me watching too much football on TV. And it starts with the Fox game of the week, Ohio state at Minnesota, Ohio state is favored currently according to Yahoo sports by 14
1: points. 14, even 14 on the nose. I will take Ohio State in that one. 14 even, I'll take Ohio State as well. PJ Flex's name already being thrown around out there
0: for the replacement for Scott Frost in Nebraska. So I think he might already be thinking to row his boat right out of Minneapolis, where he's probably gotten the most out of Minnesota. Ohio State, big. That game will be over before half. Uh, Another one, how about this? This game is not being played It's being, let me rephrase that sentence. This next one's being played at a neutral site. Alabama, kind of at Miami. I believe the game is in Georgia. Don't quote me on that. Miami, plus 20. Chris, I said that one backwards to try to confuse you. That means Alabama is favored by 20. You're not supposed to tell him that.
2: Uh man, uh, let's see. I know Miami's ranked this year. I don't see it. Uh I will take I will I'll take Alabama at the plus or at the minus 20. I did that right. It's uh, tw- it's 20.
1: 20 on, on the note. 11. Okay. I'll I'll take I'll take Miami to that game.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. Mac Jones in the NFL. Jalen Waddell in the NFL. Uh, Devonta Smith in the NFL, Najee Harris in the NFL, the entire offensive line in the NFL. Alabama's really, really good. De'Ara King has been in college football for maybe 10 years now, and he's the quarterback.
1: He's the quarterback for Miami.
0: Miami is going to lose the game but I could see Miami being down 24 and scoring a touchdown with under a couple of minutes to go for a backdoor cover. I'm taking Miami to cover uh, minus or plus 20. Uh, the game, the game of the year, Georgia Clemson. I have no idea where this game is being played, but Clemson
1: is favored by three. I had a buddy at work ask me about this game. We went through a whole bunch and I said, I would not touch this game with a dime. I wouldn't even put a dime on this game because I have absolutely no idea what to do in this
2: game. None. But you said Clemson's favored by three? Yes. It's at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte.
0: Yes, it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Clemson, of course, is from South Carolina, Chris.
2: Correct.
1: No, you said you didn't know where it it was. What's the weather supposed to be like in this game? No hurricane. Okay. (laughs) Give mess. me, uh, you know what, I'm going to take Georgia in this game, and I'm going to predict that they start the season great, start number one, and then they fall apart.
2: So, in other words, they're going to continue to do what they do every year, fall apart, maybe reach the SEC championship game and lose, thinking they have a national championship title hopes. That's exactly um. You know, I, I think I think uh, Georgia returns a lot more. I think we have a little bit better idea. They at least return their quarterback, which is a key piece, and that defense that they've had uh, last couple of years has, has been really, really good. Clemson, uh, you're, you're going to see a brand new quarterback, a, a brand new running back. Uh, again, they still spit these five star guys out, but I'll take I'll take, a, I'll take a Georgia. And I don't even know what the over under was here on this one. What was the spread? Appreciate
0: Appreciate you paying attention. This is a perfect preview for our cold stone locks because
2: Chris always it was three. <laughs> My wife Guys. came in the room. It was three. Okay, so that's a yeah, that's a tight game. But I'll take the Georgia on, on on three.
0: I am so excited to legally gamble here in the state of Indiana on college football this weekend. And Josh, I too will stay away from the winner of this game. I might do a, I might do a total points scored. But Chris, here's where you're wrong. Uh, Clemson's running back and quarterback are not brand new. In fact, the quarterback, whose last name is super long, he was the
2: five-star number one overall recruit he did coming play, out of high school. He did oh, play that he, one game against Notre Dame, free
0: On the road at yeah. Notre Dame in a hostile environment with, with the national championship aspirations on the line. And he played at Boston College and did well. He's not brand new, and he's already being talked about as potentially being in another year because uh, this is going to be a sophomore year. So in two years, technically, uh, maybe a number one overall pick. Clemson has sneaky experience because of uh, Trevor Lawrence being out and not being an every down back Clemson big because Georgia is fool's gold. Speaking of Notre Dame, Notre Dame at Florida state, Florida state second year coach. Notre Dame is favored by seven and a half. Ian Bach or book, I believe made the saints roster. So they have a brand new quarterback. Who you got?
1: Notre Dame, Florida State is just poo-poo. They haven't been good for a few <laughs> years now. I don't see them getting any better anytime soon. So I will take Notre Dame as much as puke is coming up out of my mouth right now, saying that.
2: So, Eric, if you're watching, I will take your Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame team as well. Uh, they always have a great offensive line. I mean, you, you look at some of the guys they put into the – to the NFL lately, um, that NFL, or that offensive line is pretty stout. And Florida State has just kind of been in shambles a, a couple of years, they haven't really done anything. So it's kind of a prove it game for me. Um, you know, let me see what you got. And I know Notre Dame has a new quarterback, but Notre Dame's got the experience here.
0: Yeah, Florida State's trash, Notre Dame. Last one that we're doing for right now, Penn State, Wisconsin, just joking, Josh. <laughs> IU, IU, Iowa. The Hawkeyes minus three and a
2: half. Ooh. Go ahead, Chris. So minus three and a half for the Hawkeyes. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, take IU on this. It's at IU, or it's at Iowa, isn't it? It's in Bloomington? Yeah, IU, okay. Or it's in Iowa. Jeez, there we go. Correct.
0: Uh, Josh, I do not know is the quarterback Pinnock's going to play.
1: Yes, he he is starting. He uh, has been practicing. So they have him back. They've got the running back transfer from USC. Steven Carr is going to be the starting tailback. They return three tight ends and like four wide receivers and nine of their defense. Iowa has got the nation's longest streak of not allowing more than 24 points. Ooh, for, and fun. for all those reasons, I'm taking ah. IU to cover the three and the plus
0: three and a half. See, there's the thing, we're not talking about who's gonna win the game outright. And I do think that this is gonna be a one possession game in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the USC transfer at running back is intriguing, right? You think USC, you think speed, you think really dynamic. A healthy Penix, I take IU to win outright. Coming off of the knee surgery, I need, speaking of a prove it, I need a prove it game I will take Iowa at home, their ability to run the ball, I think, keep Penix off the field. Uh, but again, if Penix comes out healthy, I can see IU winning this by 10. So uh, this is another game that I'm not going to touch with actual money because <laughs> I need to see Penix play before I know what's going to happen. If if his knee wasn't hurt, I don't even think Iowa's favored to win the game.
2: I and think he, this could he be- brings back four offensive linemen too. Uh, so four of his best offense, offensive linemen is going to help keep him upright. Um, but, I mean, he's so dynamic. He's going It's going to be fun to watch him play. Very dynamic player. That's players. my
0: whole point. I want to see him look like his old self right. just so in two weeks you can be like, you're the only one who picked Iowa. Well, I, I did because I need him to show me first. Uh, but, again, kind of like that Clemson game, I'm not going anywhere near this on any of my parlays because I have no clue what's going to happen. So anyway, it's going to be a great college uh, football weekend. Yeah. Let's jump over to the main event because by the time we talk to each other next on here, the NFL will have already had week one, I do believe, right? If I've done my math yeah. correctly. Yeah. So guys, the big news over the last two days, uh, had, bless you, had we talked last week, we had about five or six QB battles that we were going to make predictions on that have windled themselves down to two. One of the ones that was no longer needs to be discussed is New England. The Patriots released yesterday Cam Newton, and Mac Jones is
1: going to be the starter. Yes. Do you remember this summer, or maybe it was this, this after the Super Bowl, we had originally started talking about quarterbacks, where they would land, where they would go. And I said that Cam Newton would not start week one anywhere, and I got ridiculed and laughed at. And now look. I don't and remember dude. that. Rewind the tape, guys. It's
2: there. Go look at Spotify. Week one. And see, so, see our so podcast have... on Spotify.
1: Finally got it right. Finally. I make a lot of stupid predictions <laughs> out here. And you, you know what? If you throw enough darts at the board, one of them will eventually get
2: They well, also released Hoyer, too, didn't they? They're, so they're, I don't even gonna, know if they have anybody. They're,
0: no, they're going to re-sign Hoyer. Oftentimes, money. Hoyer. Oftentimes, you release a guy with a. Kind of a gentleman's handshake that somebody's that you kept is going to get put on right. uh, some sort of physically unable to perform list, right. and then you're going to resign him right away. So let's start with this: Where's Cam going to go?
2: Well, I mean, I, you look- when, when,
1: when you broke the news, when you were doing your Adam Schefter and breaking the news, the first team I thought of was Houston. Mm-hmm. That's just because I I think there's a lot of question marks in Houston. Not that I don't think that. Deshaun's going to play or Tyrod can't play or whatever. I just think that just makes sense. And then I saw someone tweet today that the ultimate would be that if he went to uh,
2: Tampa Bay and backed up Tom Brady. No way. (laughs) (laughs) way. Um, I think logically, you know, it it makes sense with a lot of that turmoil down in Texas. You know, there's rumors that Watson may be on his way out, if not for legal reasons uh, that he may not even be playing uh but he could be uh traded to Miami. We don't know. Um so that's like the next logical place uh is Houston. But I'm trying to think of a, a where else I, I don't
0: think I don't think Houston is a logical place. Why they do have
2: you have Tyrod bring... Taylor already no. you're thinking
0: you're thinking too positive, Chris. Why would what benefit would it be for the Texans to bring Cam Newton in? They are not trying to win right now
1: uh not but they've done every but they but you're you're exactly right they want the number one pick but they've done everything wrong so far so they probably will bring cam newton in they've probably win three or four games and lose that number one pick they haven't done anything right all season so why would they start now valid but i'm just saying they're they're they're
0: not a team that's in the market for a veteran quarterback hoping that they can get the Cam Newton pre-injury from a few years ago to come play for them. I think it's got to be a, a different scenario. And I don't think he wants to go to a dumpster fire who's going to lose all of their games. So Chris, what team were you going to say?
2: I, I just blinked all of a sudden on how much team I had in mind. I I, I think he's going to be a, a backup. I don't see him being anywhere with a starter, but I, I think he's going to be out a couple of weeks. I, and I think it's going to wait and see, which QBs start to get hurt, you know, uh, within the first couple of games. And and if you find some of those teams uh, that that are all of a sudden out of um, a QB, um, it will not surprise me for them to call them in as a, as a backup. But right now, the other one, I, I just remembered what it was. Um, speaking of injuries, another Texas team, Dallas Cowboys.
0: That's what I was going to say. And they make the most sense. I don't think Cam Newton's – in a hurry to sign anywhere right this second mm-hmm. and you wait around for a minute. He's, he proved last year, he had got up to a pretty decent start in new England and new England had no pieces. Nothing. And he's, he, I can see the Cowboys. If Dak is going to miss a couple weeks signing cam Newton. And that way you allow Dak Prescott to heal longer because they don't have a viable option. I don't think cam Newton's on a roster week one. I think he waits and teams wait, right? Because they might not need him yet. Is, is he better than the backups? Yes. But do you have a young backup that you want to kind of bring along slowly? Also, yes. You throw someone on the IR, you bring him in. So I don't think he's going to be on a roster in the next 12 days. But Josh, we, de- we have two QB battles left. And I believe both Chicago and San Francisco have kind of stated that Andy Dalton and Garoppolo are going to start. But the question then is this, I want predictions. What week do Justin Fields and Trey Lance start for the Bears and the 49ers?
1: I have Justin Fields starting week 10, I believe. Whoa. It's, it's, it's after they're bye, and they will be one and seven or two and seven or something like right around there and i think and i think that's when they finally pulled the trigger and put in justin Field. i looked at the i looked at their schedule and it's it's tough i mean the, the bears, bears made the playoffs was... last year what's that the bears made the playoffs <laughs> last year okay you think they're, gonna they're gonna also, also the they're also the oldest team in the nfl right now they've made some very odd cuts this oh. past week too they they, right. they, they they only have four cornerbacks on their roster right now which makes absolutely no sense to me at all They quite, quite a few cornerbacks play special teams too so maybe justin Fields will start week one on special teams i don't know but i've got them i, I think week 10 is what i got what i got set up
2: i i'm gonna go way sooner than that because the the bears fans are already wanting fields to start week one they don't want dalton and I think Dalton's going to have a short leash, short leash if he starts to throw a couple of interceptions here or there or messing up on offense. I say Fields week three is going to be the starter because the pressure is just going to get too much in, in Chicago from the media, from the fans demanding Fields. And if it goes downhill south early, Fields is going to be there um, game three. Uh I'm going to piggyback off
0: of Dustin. I actually pulled up their schedule. There's no reason you you let Andy Dalton go out there and go up against Aaron Donald and the LA Rams at LA in Week One, and then I don't see why not against Cincinnati at home, uh, unless you're looking at Miles Garrett uh, in Week Three at Cleveland. I'd say the home game against Detroit at the absolute latest, but I think Fields starts week two against Cincinnati. Uh, I think Fields plays week one against the Rams, even if it's just for a series or two, but I'm going to go ahead and say with Dustin, I'm going to say week two at home against Cincinnati. And if it doesn't happen, then if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to hedge my bet and say they, they wait until that home game against Detroit, but I don't think they're going to wait. All the way to week ten, not with Justin Fields uh, sitting over there on the sideline. I think they they're, they're going to get impatient, especially if a couple of the other rookies have a couple of good games. It'll get to the point where I mean, again, Nagy Nagy and Pace are they're they're not coaching for what's best for Justin Fields. They're not coaching what's best for the Chicago Bears. They're coaching for their jobs. And if they if they're two and seven and they haven't put Justin Fields in yet, they might say, to help these guys and fire. Them. The sooner you put him in, you're working with the rookie quarterback, and he starts to show some progress. You just made your job leash a little bit longer, and that's all these yahoos in Chicago
2: are going to do. Well, you don't make a play what? for a young quarterback and then wait that long to play him if your intentions are to save your job and, and, and to, to win.
1: You're right, no. but they also didn't
2: make a play at it. They they fell to his
1: lap, really, If you think about it. They didn't that, trade yeah. up to get him. They didn't no. give up assets to make a move to get the guy, I mean, he literally fell in their lap. So they, to, to me, it is not as much pressure for them to start week one as much as there is for like Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one pick. Right. Zach Wilson, who was the number two pick and, and like that. So I think it's a little different because if, if you were to give up three first round picks to move up, to get your guy, then yes, you got to throw him out there. You got to see what you got, but they didn't really give up a whole, I mean, they, he kind of just fell to him, So it kind of worked out in Chicago's favor. So that's why I think they're going to make sure that they give him the best opportunity to win. And that's why they're not going to throw him out there too early. I'm not going to fact check to you right now. I thought they did trade up like one or two spots. Can... Right. One or two. I'm not saying they, they, they didn't trade the whole farm to get their guy. They
0: didn't do it. San Francisco did to get up to get Lance. Got
2: gotcha. you. Right. I got I I see went, what you're saying.
0: What, what about San Francisco guys? When does Trey Lance start?
2: Can Jimmy G last longer than than six games without being hurt? Um, there's rumors that they may both play in the same game or both be on on the same play with some gadgetry tricks. Um, but as far as starting, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say week six. I said week six before Jimmy G gets hurt, um, and he's coming off an injury. He hasn't played an entire season in a while without being injured, so. Let's see. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, by week six. And I think week six, often... De- week six is their bye, Chris. Oh, is it really? So, so mid- five or seven. We'll go they, with seven. They,
0: they, that, they They're home against the Colts week seven.
2: Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's we'll the correct it. answer. Josh, <laughs>
1: what about you? Oh, Chris, Chris is exactly right. Jimmy G has never <clears throat> played a full season. He's always gotten injured. And that's why I think... Trey Lance will start week one of 2022, because what Shanahan is going to do is he's going to play them both. And that's going to allow Jimmy G to not have to play every snap. He's going to be able to last a little bit longer than what people think. And it's going to work. And Shanahan's just crazy enough to do this all season long. And that's why Trey Lance will play plenty of games. He might have a better stats than Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think Jimmy G starts every single game now i'm going to hedge my bet and say if jimmy g gets traded then trey lance will start the week after the trade deadline
0: <laughs> uh josh i like i think you're on
1: something here and
0: you're right trey, trey lance might not start a game this year and have 12 rushing touchdowns and eight passing touchdowns and i think uh shanahan could real I think I, what's what's going to happen at Josh I like your answer here mm-hmm. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo maybe will make it through the season but I, I'm not going to predict an injury and I think the 49ers are going to be good so I'm actually going to say also next season I'm going to piggyback you Josh I hate the fact that I'm doing that because, partly because <laughs> partly because I think Trey Lance is going to play 10 to 10 to 25 snaps a game and yeah. oh yeah, yeah. but, but but they're going to do that in situations where Garoppolo still is the captain and the leader. And if they're winning games, they're not going to flip the script. If they're seven and two, they're not going to be like, "Let's start Trey Lance. And again, Trey Lance didn't play last year because of one double a or whatever they call it now. And the blueprint is right there. Not too far to the East in Kansas city, Patrick Mahomes, sat and barely played at all and Alex Smith did a good job and I believe they made the playoffs and they still traded Alex Smith and then they still started Patrick Mahomes the next year and I think the 49ers are going to do the same thing Josh well we're destined
1: uh, to be wrong then if you agreed with me
0: oh we're screwed we're screwed <laughs> Josh, <laughs> earlier you said you have a big announcement before we move over to predictions
1: no it was the Cam Newton I was finally right about something oh, that was my big. biggest okay. oh, nice. I, okay. I was just super excited that I I remembered that I had said he was not going to be anywhere week one. All
0: right, guys. Hey, prediction time on right. division winners. We've done it every year, and our results have been about what you'd expect—not great. <laughs> but uh, let's let's not beat a dead horse on some of the less exciting divisions. We'll get through those so we can talk about some of the more exciting ones. We're going to bounce back and forth between NFC, and AFC, and we're going to start. Uh, with the NFC South, guys. No Drew Brees. Jameis Winston is starting in New Orleans. And obviously, everybody's back in Tampa Bay. Saints won it last year, guys. Bucks won the Super Bowl. NFC South, who you got?
1: I've got the Bucks. I mean, they went on their late season surge, ran through the playoffs, bring everybody back. I don't think there's any reason to think that Tampa Bay won't take that division again.
2: Yeah, uh, I completely agree with everything there. The the Super Bowl champs have, you know, you look at the other teams that got new quarterbacks and Atlanta is still Atlanta, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, Tampa Bay runs away with this division.
0: Yeah, I I started with this one because I thought it would be the fastest and the, the biggest slam dunk. And I there isn't a team that I can agree to disagree on with you guys. Tampa Bay is way better than the rest. I don't even know if I've got anybody else out of this division flirting with a wild card. It's Tampa Bay. That one's kind of a slam dunk. Uh, Let's move over to the AFC. The other team that made the the Super Bowl two years in a row, won one, lost one. The AFC West, Kansas City, is the defending champ.
2: Josh, since you let off the last one, I'll go for this one. Um, I will go uh, with the defending champs. I mean, you got. You got one of the best QBs in the league, if not the league MVP, um, in Mahomes, and I just don't see that. You know, they got they bring back a lot of pieces. Um, I just don't see. I think the other teams are catching up, but I don't think they're going to overtake Kansas City. Even if they win the division by two games, they're still going to win the the division.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've got the, I got the Chiefs. I don't really see Denver making a move they they finally set on a quarterback and i'm not sure if that's even gonna work the raiders are gonna raider it and the chargers are an interesting team i think they could really push them but i just think the chiefs are just one step above anybody else in the afc and the afc west
0: yep like i said i i was gonna try to start with the quick ones and work our way through these were the two teams uh i mean the chiefs have done it for two years in a row and they seem to have a stranglehold <laughs> On, on that division. I agree, Josh, I like the Chargers. I think the Broncos are gonna be a lot better than a lot of people think. And I think uh, Las Vegas is just stuck in that kind of pretty okay, but never gonna be good mode with John Gruden. It's the Chiefs. So uh, two divisions, we are unanimous with yeah. Tampa Bay and Kansas City. We're chalk city here. But we're like the ESPN guys when it comes to picking our brackets for March Maddens. Uh, Let's go to the NFC again, and this time let's go to the North.
1: Uh, I got uh, the Packers. I, I think right? I really don't see anyone challenging them. the The Lions are, I, Chris. I believe they finally signed a kicker, so they don't have to go for it on fourth down every single time. I'm
2: sure. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, uh, the other three yeah.
1: teams, I I don't see them making a run at Green Bay, and if. This is Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah in Green Bay. I think you want to go out on top and just do everything you can to
2: win that division again. I think they went 13 and three the last two seasons. They did. They did. And, and I'm going to piggyback off of that. You got the reigning MVP. Uh, as long as Rodgers is there, he, they will always be a contender. Um, you know, Cousins hasn't made that next step, you know, with the Vikings to, to do anything. Uh, Detroit's just Detroit. Uh, their new coach is, is different. <laughs> I just don't see nice. uh, in, anybody else uh, catching, catching the Packers. I mean, as long as you got Rodgers back there, pencil it in. I think the Lions have a better chance of getting the
0: number one overall pick over the Houston Texans than they do of beating anybody in their division one game. I think the bears Vikings and Packers are that much better than the lions. Uh, we were just talking about Justin Fields taking over in Chicago and Josh was just telling Chicago is an old team and the Vikings are kind of like the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Really? I mean, they're going to, Oh, they're going to make the wild card. Oh, look at us. And then, then they're going to not, then they're going to not make the playoffs for three years in a row. So three guys, three out of eight, we're chalk city taking taking the favorite, uh, Let's go back to the AFC, see if we can't get a little bit of agree to disagree here in our predictions. Let's go AFC North.
2: Is it my turn? Yeah. So this one's always interesting because, you know, uh, Cleveland's finally gotten better, at least um, elevated themselves up in this division. Uh, Baltimore has, you know, kind of taken over the division last two years and the Steelers are, are older uh, you still have Big Ben there, um, but the question has always been, can he stay healthy? This may be his last year, um, and and the Bengals, I just don't see anything, but I, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens on this one. As long as they can keep Lamar healthy and off the COVID list and all that other stuff, Baltimore is going to win, but it's going to be a very yeah. tough division. I like this division, tough. Oh,
1: so do I. I mean, you, you don't figure Cincinnati's going to make a run at this thing, but the other three teams could. Yeah. I, I, Baltimore's got what they need, and I think on Saturday I would have said the Ravens, but it, today's not Saturday. Today's Wednesday. And that J.K. Dobbins injury he's I think long. is going to do more damage than what most people think. I know he's not like a household name, but he's a good runner, and I think that's going to put a little more pressure on Lamar Jackson legs a little more pressure on him throwing the ball too. And so for that reason, I am going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, I want to sleep in my own bed tonight. So if Lindsay's watching, (laughs) I'm going to pick the Steelers. Guys,
0: all all three (laughs) of these teams made the playoffs last year. Yes. The Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are slurping the Browns. And they won at Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And they played a, a half of pretty good football at Kansas city in the second round of the playoffs um Dobbins out of the Ohio State University I believe it's gonna be his third year maybe second second or third year uh here's the thing Mark Ingram's gone and you know they they really had a good tandem back there in the backfield I think now they're running start they're starting
2: running back's name is Gus Gus yep Gus Gus Edwards Edwards Edwards. is that
0: it I thought it was Gus Smith But, but the Steelers' their defense is going to be solid. I think the new offense with the quick release for Ben Roethlisberger, right? He was getting it out of his hands quickly because it was necessity. Shorter routes, more options, and Najee Harris in the backfield all makes for a really intriguing team. But again they keep adding receiving pieces around lamar jackson with sammy watkins and bateman out of minnesota and now hollywood brown has to doesn't have to be your number one only receiver i think this is the year that lamar jackson competes and is a top three or four candidate for the MVP again. He he came out and ran his way to it last time. I think he's gonna reuse his legs, but he's gonna throw. This will be a this will be a career season for Lamar Jackson in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He's gonna to be a top three finalist for the MVP, and the Ravens are going to win the division. Wild cards are. I'm gonna write coming that down up. right now. Wild I already <laughs> wild wild cards are coming up. Uh we should have done this one first, but I wanted to get the unanimous ones out of the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, NFC
1: East. Ooh, I, I like this division because you can have a losing record and still make the you playoffs. Can,
2: the least. <laughs>
1: uh. ac- I actually took the Redskins in this division. I, I think they have one of the there, best. There's,
0: there, there's no team, Josh. That's not a team.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The Washington <laughs> football team. Thank you. I wrote down Redskins and I would, oh. would have been wrong. The Washington football team—they—they they have the best defense in the NFL, if not the best, one of the top two. And they—they've—I don't want to say solidified their their quarterback situation, but they've put it on a level playing field. You know what I mean? They're not going to Fitzpatrick's not going to go out there and wow you. Maybe two games and the, the magic, and the magic always fades away. I get it, but this division's got a lot of question marks. A lot with Dallas is—is is Dak back? I mean, he, I don't think he's throwing a ball in the preseason. They've kind of taken their time with him. What can he do? Uh, Philly is Philly. So, yeah. And the Giants, that could be a a sleeper team if Daniel Jones can make that big jump and and get Barkley back. But I think this, this, maybe I'm just saying it because it's the safest pick will be the
2: Washington football team. Man, this, uh, you look at, and again, it's preseason. And you look at what they did last year. This whole division, only one team has won a preseason game, and that was Washington. And you bring up a good point about them having uh, one of the best defenses in, in the NFL. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with if Dak can come back and be healthy, I think the Cowboys can win this division. And here's the thing: you can have a losing record and win this division. So it's not going to be the the hardest division to win. It's going to be the easiest, and it may only take one game against one of your 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 opponents here, or your rivals. But uh, if Dak is healthy, I think Zeke is going to have a monster year this year. And the thing with Dallas is, yeah, he's just, yeah he's going to eat. He's going to eat. Can Dallas? can they improve that defense? Because that defense was was just n- terrible last year. If they can improve this defense, and, and, and they made some strides in, in the draft to do that. Um, but I'll, I'll say Cowboys. Well, here's the thing.
0: Washington's defense was really good, but mm-hmm. they were playing against a hurt Andy Dalton, and everybody on the Dallas offensive line was hurt. They were playing against an Eagles team in shambles, and they were playing against the Giants, who – it's not fair to Daniel Jones have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. So Washington's defense was good. Uh, I think they're really good, but are they that good? I think, I think young is we'll have to wait and see the Cowboys. Zeke is admittedly in much better shape than last year. If Dak is going to miss time, I already said it earlier. I think they're going to go get Cam Newton. Right. And the offensive line for Dallas is healthy. Their defense is still bad, but look at the offenses they're going to be going up against. I could probably call enough plays to get a couple of interceptions off Fitzpatrick, <laughs> right? None of us believe in really Daniel Jones as a side note, though the Giants offensive line and the Eagles might have just traded for Garney Minshew because they hate Jalen hurts. So I'm going to take Dallas because the offensive line is healthy in their offense it might not win championships, but it can win the sorry ass NFC East. So I'm going to take Chris and the Cowboys. Josh, I'm not feeling good besides the unanimous picks. You've been the lone wolf. I've gone with Chris on the,
2: (laughs) other. (laughs) and that never (laughs) happens.
0: AFC East got pushed down the list just so we could talk about the jets, Josh. Otherwise I think
1: it might still be a unanimous one. Oh, I I really like what the jets have done this year. They've, They've given Zach Wilson some, some a little bit of firepower. I've watched a couple of their preseason games that they brought the West Coast uh, offense over, so these little quick releases, so that Zach didn't have to sit there and make a whole bunch of decisions so we can get rid of that quick release and get the ball out of his hands and into the receiver's hands. You sign a, a, a running back that knows Robert Salah and, and LeFleur is, is offense. So, I mean, I really like what the, what the Jets are doing. But, no, it, it's Josh Allen and Buffalo's to lose. I mean, I don't see anyone really even challenging Buffalo. I don't know if we're going to do Super Bowl picks tonight, but I'm going to give you a little hint. The, Ooh, team the, the team in the AFC East, I have them going to the Super Bowl. Oh,
0: wow, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, and it's not the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I To piggyback off what you said, I, I do like everything that the Jets did. Um uh, the QB. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on names all the time? Zach uh, Wilson. Wilson looked. He looked amazing during preseason, and I know it's preseason, but he he did look really good, and and I credit that to the offensive play calling um, that they they made him feel comfortable with those those quick throws. But again, this is Buffalo Bills to lose. Um, hopefully, they don't do what they did in the Super Bowls three years in a row. row. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. This is this is the bills to lose this is their division uh they're gonna run away with it
0: i don't think they're gonna run away with it another chalk one i'm taking buffalo as well uh i think new england and miami are both going to be within shouting distance with three or four games to go this is not going to be a bills runaway Uh, three or four games i know is a lot because of the nfl but with you know let's just say with four games to go I think that these two teams are going to be within shouting distance of Buffalo I still think Buffalo is going to be competing for the number one overall seed in the AFC but I think the Dolphins and the Patriots both are going to be flirting uh, uh, with that title but I also am taking Buffalo they're way better than everybody else Uh, let's slip over
1: NFC West This division, I think, fun. is the most exciting. I mean, because you've got Kyler Murray and, and Chris's boy, Rondale Moore, out in Arizona, so they could, they could have some, a lot of fun. You still got Russell Wilson and DK Matt Gaff and Chris Carson in, in Seattle. you got a, a brand-new quarterback in L.A. with Matthew Stafford. I think that a huge upgrade over golf. So I think this division is really fun. Yeah. But it's going to make it more fun is shanahan and there's two quarterback in the same game maybe the same play offense and, and i think jimmy g plays i said earlier plays all 17 games i think they win this division by at least two games because teams are gonna be able to figure it out
2: and for that reason i'm gonna take the 49ers you bring up a good point the 49ers are only what two years away from or two years out from being in the super bowl um and, and you look at last year Last year was just injuries galore all across the board. And is just kind of an offensive genius when it comes to different plays that he can, can use and, and, and trying to run something with Lance. Um, however, I do think uh, up and coming, I think the Cardinals, I, I think they have something going on with uh, their offensive play calling and bring in some of that college style. Uh, with them and, and Murray, I, I think it's going to be a very, very tight race. Uh, but I'm going to go with Arizona Cardinals.
0: Finally, Chris and I do not agree. The Cardinals are coming in last in the NFC West. Cliff Kingsbury is getting fired at the end of this year. Uh, yeah. Oh, if they come in last, he's got to get fired. Uh, the NFC West is so interesting josh you said all the right things i agree with josh on this one and i wrote them down early so i wouldn't be persuaded by arguments and if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago we did our odds on worst to first and mm-hmm. somebody has to go from last to first and so far nobody's taken the bait except for josh and i are both going to go out i don't even know if it's on a limb but we're both going to go out and say the 49ers are this year's worst to first team. Josh, for all the reasons you just said, spoiler alert, I'm not going to take Jacksonville here in the AFC South because I gave a couple of teams fives. Those fives are still there, but see what I did. I just bumped my SF up with 10, but <laughs> they're going to be the most likely to go from worst to first. Uh, we've saved the Colts division for last. I've got on the Colts gear, Josh, this is the division that does not interest you nearly as much as Chris and I. So go ahead and tell us, go ahead and tell us that the Titans are going to win the division. Uh, the Titans will win the division.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any question here on that. You think oh, the wow. Titans are going
1: to win the division too, Chris? I do. Wow. Well, I was just going to say that Derrick Henry can just run, run, run. And Tannehill is a, just a perfect quarterback for that offense. Okay. He didn't have to do too much. just I don't want to call him a game manager because he's a lot better than that. His numbers. Actually, compare to Patrick Mahomes when you line them up side by side, it's much more of a game manager. The thing that and it, ha- and it happened this week. The thing that is Mike Mike cost the Colts is COVID. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be. I mean, they're the least vaccinated team in the NFL, and I mean, there's still time to between now and the Super Bowl to get it vaccinated. So, I'm not saying that but as of right now, they're the least vaccinated team in the NFL. So, I think that could maybe cost in the game. So I will take Tennessee in that division.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to take Indianapolis, but there hasn't been enough of Carson Wentz to have any faith. I mean Colts fans love to go on blind faith. And you know there's a lot of Purdue football unnecessary optimism around the Colts. The defense is going to be really, really good. The only way the Colts win the division is if Derrick Henry gets hurt. That's the only way that they win the division now Derrick Henry is on a historic pace for consecutive seasons with like 375 or more carries in this modern NFL we don't know if it's sustainable right but Derrick Henry is literally a beast he's He's not built man there's there there are zero modern running backs built like Derrick Henry so we don't have anything to compare it to I'm just going to assume he's healthy for the whole season or worst case scenario misses a game or two if he misses a game or two they'll be fine because they get to play the Jaguars twice they get to play they get to play the Texans twice and the odds of One of those two teams being one of the two games he misses is high. And so for those reasons, I'm taking Tennessee. I got no faith in the Colts. I got no faith in Carson Wentz or his other Yahoo offensive linemen uh, who, again, there's no reason to believe in the Colts unless some attitude in the locker room changes. uh, Because I think you're right. They're going to miss games. And Mm -hmm. they're going to have to throw Jacob Eason out there in a game that matters. And the Colts are unreliable and frustrating, and Tennessee is going to win the division. So we did. We went shocked a little bit more than I thought. Yeah, we Um, did. Guys, I don't think it's the end of the world if we give our wild card predictions after week one. I don't think that's going to set the world on fire. So we don't need to give three. Give me your non division winner, your one. Cold, hard luck, going to make the playoffs as a wild-card team.
1: Ravens in the AFC and give me the Rams in the NFC.
2: A- AFC is going to come down from some team in the AFC North. Uh, I'll, I'll give you uh – let's say the Browns will be a wild-card and NFC, let's go with um, – Let's go with Seattle as your other wild card.
0: Ooh, you guys are going out to the danger zone out there in the I NFC did. West. It's did. almost too hard to predict. I just don't know. And yeah. I'll be damned if my cold, hard lock out of the AFC aligns with Chris again. I don't feel good about this. <laughs> the, way, the, way, the, the way that the crumbles have fallen makes me question everything I thought I knew about football. Because I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with Chris in the AFC and take, take the Browns as my cold hard lock for a wild card. And I'm going to go with Josh in the NFC and my cold hard lock is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. And guys, we'll talk Super Bowl next week because we'll only be one weekend and our time is up today here on agree to disagree. Always fun guys. We'll see everybody later. Good night.